Welcome to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm your host, Jill Bennett. This is the channel that shares ideas to help you live your best life. Because life can be beautiful if you live consciously. Welcome to this week's edition of What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm so delighted to have with me today the lovely Dr. Mariette Janssen. Hi, Mariette. Hello, Jill. Lovely to see you here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, Dr. Mariette is a psychotherapist, a life coach, and a narcissistic, no, narcissist even, and relationship expert. She's also the best-selling author of lots of self-help books. Now, if you want to live your, yay, (laughs) if you want to live your best and most beautiful life, you need to be happy in life. You need to be happy with in a relationship with yourself or a relationship with others you need to not have too much guilt going on in your life and all these lovely things but I think a good starting point for us today Mariette is for you to tell us what is a narcissist yeah okay Jill yeah it's so important for people to understand what narcissism is because then they can recognize it and apparently One in five is a narcissist. So just look around you at work, in your family setting, in your social setting. How many people do you know? And how many of those then, those then, you know, statistically are potentially a narcissist? So that is really, really tricky Mm -hmm. Uh, because narcissists are tricky. They are very unpleasant. Now, that's by the way, there are lots of unpleasant people. We can live with that. But there is something around their unpleasantness that is really taking it out on other people. Narcissists are emotional abusers. They look around for their target and they target people who are empathic and forgiving because narcissists want to have a continuous cycle of abuse with a victim that gives them attention and adoration and runs around for them. That's what they want. And that's why they are so dangerous. So first of all, a narcissist lives their lives for themselves. It's not about other people at all. Other people are there to run around for them. They feel entitled to other people's energy, time, money, anything. So they grab, grab, grab. And in order to get that, they manipulate, they twist, they lie. They're incredible liars. They're very cruel as well because they don't have an emotional awareness and they don't have empathy. And there, there are very tragic stories around of people who are not just emotionally abused, but say neglected by a narcissist. This is children or these are older people where one of them falls and is is hurt and the narcissist wouldn't call an ambulance would just sort of really enjoy the power they have over that other person it's it's nasty it's really nasty Mm. and Marriott, we should say here that you've helped lots and lots of people who have been in narcissistic relationships and if anyone is watching this or listening to the podcast we must say that if you are in a narcissistic relationship you really need to seek help there are ways you can you can deal with it aren't there but in some cases you do have to get out yeah 
I mean, ideally you get out, but of course that's not always possible. When when it's a family, when there are children involved, when uh, sometimes when there is money involved, when you're financially dependent on your narcissist, there are ways of dealing with it that makes it better for you. And that is in this, in my book, Rule Book of a Narcissist, which really gives day-to-day hints and tips on how to deal with them. Because it's, of course, it's a bit of a cop-out to say, yeah, 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 leave them. But if that's not possible, if it's at work, if your boss is a narcissist, how do you deal with that? So, you know, you can't always run away. But it's so important to recognize what is going on and then sort of learn how to keep yourself safe and sane. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, Now, we know that victims of a narcissist are often made to feel very guilty but it's not just victims of a narcissist. It's something that so many women suffer with, isn't it? Why is that? It's amazing, Jill. And this is why I love my work. I, I work with people all the time and I learn and I learn and I learn. So victims of emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, yes, they feel guilty because they're made to blame. They're they are blamed for everything that doesn't work for the narcissist. So they're in their natural makeup. They say, oh, I feel guilty, even if I haven't done anything wrong. And then I look around and then I talk to friends and women. And then I think, my goodness, the, the number of times that a woman is saying, oh, I feel so guilty. And they don't think anything of it. They don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad thing. They don't think it's a limiting thing for them. So I've now, I have this, UGS, which is unhealthy guilt syndrome, which means that, and it's specifically women who suffer, women feel guilty, not because they've done something wrong, because that's natural and that is healthy to feel guilty then, but just for all sorts of other reasons. And the other reasons are just sort of underneath that's going on. And the guilt, the feeling guilty is an expression of those type of elements. And I know we are going to talk about that as well. So yeah. I don't know how to call it, elements, reasons, under I would say underlying causes of that guilt. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and you're right that, I mean, God, I'm the world's worst for feeling guilty about things that I know. I, I It's not my fault. I haven't done anything wrong. Why am I feeling guilty? So, So please tell us where does guilt come from? It starts with little girls growing up and getting messages, yeah? And the messages are, you have to be nice. Ah, nice girls. And you have to be kind. Important to be kind. And other people are more important than you. That is sort of... And I would say these three messages are so core for any women that is growing up in this day and age, I would say. I mean, you are see you doing this. I'm I'm doing this, you know. It's just sort of like it's that seemed to be an important message. Mm. And in order to be kind and in order to be nice and in order to make everybody else more important than you are, you neglect yourself, isn't it? And your needs are not that important, but it's more important to be nice and to be kind and make someone else important. And then actually, if you don't do that. That's when the guilt comes in. The guilt is then also a result of a self-blame. So say, I I notice I'm in a car and I think, oh, I could give way to people, isn't it? And I don't do that all the time. And then, then I, I, 
I stop myself because I would say, oh, that wasn't very nice of you. Oh, that wasn't very kind. You could have given way, you know, and I could then sort of get a rot out and sort of start beating myself up and feeling guilty because I would say, oh, I wasn't nice. That's wrong, according to my upbringing. Yeah. Therefore, when it's something wrong, I should feel guilty. That's natural. But it's not natural to think you're doing something wrong if due to circumstances you're not that nice or kind as maybe a perfect person would be at that moment in time. That is such a good analogy because I feel like that. I'm I'm always letting people out in traffic and then every now and then you go past a junction and you realise you haven't let someone out and I think, "Mm, that wasn't very nice. Isn't it funny how we, you know, because of the messages we've been given that are in our subconscious mind from children. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) We are so programmed. We are so programmed. And really, if I'm really firm about it, I would say it's actually a form of emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. It's dictating little girls how to behave. And if they don't behave like that, then they're not good girls then they don't deserve the love. They don't deserve the rewards. You know, it's a mild form and it's not intentional. I totally get it. But in itself, it's the format of emotional abuse. Mm. And you can see the impact that it has on us now. You know, we're grown-up women. We're mature women. But we're still sort of like, oh, the messages are popping up. And, you know, the program is there. And it's important, I think, to be aware of the program and not make it an automatic pilot. So I'm more aware now. So as I said to you, I won't beat myself up if I forget to be kind. And, you know, I like to be kind for no other reason than I think the world is a nicer place when people are kind to each other. I also like it when someone lets me go in the car, you know, when you're waiting and say, no one's letting me in and then someone is doing it. It's like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I want to have that. I want to do that similar thing to other people if I can. But yeah. it's not set in stone and it's not a condition for me to be a good person or not a good person. Yeah, yeah. Why, where else could guilt be coming from? We know it can be something that's, you know, we get from our childhood is there anywhere else that it could be coming from? It's, I would say it's an expression of low self-esteem. Yeah. 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 Where there is an insecurity, then there is like, a, oh, yeah, um, I, I don't know if I get it right. I don't know if I'm, if I'm worthy. I don't know. It's almost apologetic, being apologetic in life. And therefore, again, thinking that you're doing things wrong. And then the logic, the logical follow-up of doing something wrong is feeling that guilt. And it's not being aware of that. So a low people with low self-esteem usually also suffer a lot from unhealthy guilt syndrome. Another thing is, and that again, that that is connected with low self-esteem, is the need for external validation. People who look around and really want positive feedback in order to feel good about themselves. So they do something, they do a project, or or say, well, they bake a cake for a friend, and they offer the cake, and they say, oh, it's such a nice cake. I hope she likes it. And the friend is so busy with all sorts of other things. 
forgets to really explicitly mention how beautiful the cake is and how lovely it tastes and da 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 da. Yeah, the person who needs external validation is then going home and it's like, ah, oh, I didn't get the compliment I'm looking for. I don't think she liked it. I didn't make a good cake. It didn't look as good as she wanted. Instead of saying, I thought it looked I looked fantastic, so I'm happy with it. That is what counts. No, no, no. It's looking for that external validation. Yeah. You don't get external validation. You say, say to yourself, you did something wrong. You do something wrong. You feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's coping with criticism, isn't it? That if someone does criticize you, usually it's something to do with them. It's not anything to do with you. And yet you will then start to feel guilty that you have done something that's made them criticize you. Yeah. So you make their their um, opinion more important than yours. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important to have that inner trust that, you know, when it comes from the inside, when you just know that your intention was good, that, you know, the execution was actually very reasonable that's all that counts. If you are happy with it, then it doesn't really matter that other people are very critical about it. You know you come from a good place. Yeah. I love to say that what other people think of me is none of my business. Because yeah. ultimately, what matters is what you think. You're, you're the only one who can make you happy. Um, saying that, I think there's lots of us out there who are people pleasers. And and this, I guess, is another form of guilt, you know, wanting to always make sure that we please everyone around us. Again, it's a programming. Be kind, be nice, you know, make other people more important. So how do you do that? Oh, yeah, I have to please people. And the price you pay for that in energy, in time, in money, but also the people around you. I know, you know, we both have dogs. So imagine, so... You have to do things. If someone asks you to do something in the morning and you think, oh, yeah, 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 okay, it will take me some time. It will get some energy, but it's fine. I'll do it. And then you come home and there are your little dogs and they're saying, mommy, we haven't been out today. They pay the price for your people pleasing. Yeah. And a lot of the time, a lot of people don't realize that there is a lot more involved, a lot more people are involved or entities like dogs. When you give in to someone else, it's not just about you even. Yeah. And then the people pleasing is very often, it's because it's with, there's an underlying need for that external validation. So I'll please people, they will like me. Yeah. And, and they will thank me. And if they then don't do that, then there can be a resentment as a result. Well, look what I've done for her. And she didn't even say thank you. And I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Where that shows that you did it not because you wanted to do something for this other person, but actually you had an ulterior motive. You wanted that external validation, that yeah. thank you, that saying, oh, you're such a nice person oh I'm nice oh yeah thank you because I have to be nice I'm a girl I've been told to be nice <laughs> yeah it's true isn't it and I think a big one for me is I have a adult daughter living at home a husband my dogs and sometimes I give in and do something just to regain the peace I know I shouldn't be doing it I know I shouldn't be feeling guilty about not doing it but I think 
if I don't do this, all hell's going to break out in the house. And I do it. And, you know, where the heck is that coming from? Often it will interrupt something far more important that I should be doing, you know, paid work, for example. Well, there are two things there, Jill. There's fear. Yeah, there's fear for the anger and the upset of the people around you. There also might be a lack of skill because this is about setting boundaries and being really clear and not just talking about setting boundaries, but executing them. And that's where it sometimes becomes really challenging because you can say, I don't want this. And and if you overstep my boundaries, then there's a consequence. And I'll act on that that consequence. It then might make people even more angry. If you are in in a sequence where you set boundaries and you're very clear, this is what I want. And then actually, you're the people around you, your daughter, your husband, they get away with their stuff because you don't stick to it. Of course, they don't respect your boundaries next time. They think she's saying whatever she's saying. It doesn't matter. I still want my stuff done first. Yeah. And you will feel guilty no matter what you do because you will feel guilty because you de- you don't make them more important. They want you to do something for them. If you don't do it, you don't feel comfortable. If you do it, you don't feel comfortable because you have set an expectations for yourself. You've said, today I'm going to do this. And then you think, I haven't done it. Yeah. I haven't done it. And I feel guilty about it. So you have created a no-win situation. Whatever you do, you will feel guilty. So you would so benefit from our course. <laughs> I know. I shall be doing it. Believe me, I will be doing that course. (laughs) Because there is this whole thing, isn't there, sometimes that we do think, no, I've said I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to do that. And then we start feeling selfish. And again, that's that's a, a program. Yeah. That's, you know, it's bad to be selfish. And I think... It's essential to be selfish, as in putting yourself first with all the decisions and choices you make. And I don't mean to say that it means that you get your own way all the time, but you need to consider what the impact is of your decisions on you. And then you can make a choice. You can say, oh, you know what? My thing can wait. It's fine. I'll do, I'll do something for someone else first. That's okay. I'm very, I'm very happy about that. But saying like I'm running on empty or I have a deadline that is really important. I need to get that deadline. If I, if I don't get that today, then I might have to work through the night to get it. And that's not a good thing for me. It's also not a good thing for the people around you no. or the folks around you because you know, you don't sleep well, then the next day you will be grumpy. It's sort of, so it's always important to look after yourself first. And I mean, it's it's the example of the stewardess in the plane, isn't it? Yeah. If there is an accident, an incident, whatever it is, put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. Yeah. And that, that, that is applicable in all areas of life. Yeah. And feeling selfish is a program it's a it's a limiting belief that has been pumped into you at a very young age yeah it's um ultimately 
it's a feeling of not being worthy. It's a feeling of, I mean, for many years I felt, and, and I, you, you helped me through this, um, I, that I didn't fit into situations. And I always thought it came from being a forces child where every few years I moved on and I had to make a new set of friends and whatever. But ultimately, if you feel you don't fit in, there is there is a feeling of unworthiness. There's a feeling of not being enough in your it's a paradigm in your unconscious mind and it's something you really need to get over and I know you really helped me with that um in the past so yeah that the whole not feeling ultimately not feeling worthy or not feeling enough is a huge thing isn't it when with guilt absolutely absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's important to sort of start to analyze where that feeling of guilt comes from. And the feedback I get is like people are like, the realization, how often there is a sense of guilt and how often that is not justified. Mm. And the realization first, you need to have that awareness before you can make any changes. But so that that is just like, oh, I'm doing something here to myself that doesn't serve me or anybody else. And yes, it comes from low self-esteem or yes, it comes from a need for external validation. And sometimes, like you with your boundaries, it's, it is a lack of skill. Yeah. Yeah, or when women say, oh yeah, I give in or, or, or step aside, I, I, I don't like confrontations. Where confrontations are like... Are, the connotation is very negative. It's like an encounter that is like a battle and you need to win it and there's anger involved and there's fighting involved. If you learn how to how to have a confrontation with someone which is respectful and which is clearly communicated, then really it's fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and I know that you have a great questionnaire that people can fill in about guilt don't you tell us a little bit about your questionnaire I um I again as I said earlier guilt is an expression of something else yes something that's underneath there so I started to put random not random but you know it seems random questions together that are all sort of tapping into one of those areas and then it's 20 20 statements 20 questions and if people start to fill that in, they will get an idea of what the underlying cause is of their feeling guilty. And it will lead on to an amazing free course on guilt to help people to overcome this, won't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, in all the, the world of marketing and the world of courses is saying, yeah, you have to have a free course in order to sort of get clients, get students into sort of the more in-depth course. So the first course, the free course, will give you an insight. If you fill in your questionnaire, then there are five areas that are underlying the guilt tripping. One is, we've mentioned it earlier, it's low self-esteem. Yeah, Connected to that is sort of like adoration of other people, sort of really looking up to others. <laughs> others are always better, yeah. Um, the need for external validation. Fear, fear for confrontations or fear for not knowing how to do things differently. Because, mm. you know, when you enter new territory, it 
can be quite sort of daunting and you don't know how people are going to respond and how are you are going to respond and it's all quite sort of challenging so there's fear and then the last thing is lack of skills so those are those five areas so if you do the quiz the, the questionnaire and then you go through that mini course you will get an insight what your areas are is it self-esteem is it adoration is it is it the need for external validation is it fear or is it lack of skills or is it all of them yeah yeah a bit of everything yeah bit of Mariette, everything. thank you so much i will post the link up to your website to the questionnaire and to ways that people can contact you and all of your social media profiles in the show notes So people will know how to get hold of you. And I can't recommend Mariette enough because, as I say, I've worked with her a few times over the years. um, And she just is the most amazing therapist. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, we'll put links up to your books as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your kind words, Jill. Uh, And as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely lovely to talk to you too. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tune in again on Monday for the next episode.